sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Soto, high bouncer, and a fair ball. Way down into the corner, scoring Robles. Here comes Hernandez. On Soto, digging for three. It's going to be a stand-up triple. If he would not have slid, he didn't have to. You know, that was really interesting. Chris Conroy called that a fair ball before the ball ever come down off that hop, and that's because it was fair going over the bag. And the Nets have a four-run fifth inning. Pitch is lined out toward right field. It's deep. Acuna's going. Listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Tuesday, July 26th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact shot icon and fire away. Well, 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 looky-see. Another example on how you just can't beat the boys in Vegas. What's the story behind this story of Kyler Murray? How big a baby is LeBron? This bear refuses to come out of hibernation. Will Durant be heading to the Celtics? He sounds like an idiot. Stop talking. Uh, no, not me. Hall of Famer Joe Gibbs, a cheat and a liar? Unfair advantage up north. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks all coming up on this uh, Tuesday morning, fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. The call is there from Masson and NBCSN in Philadelphia as the Nationals do, in fact, beat the Dodgers and the uh, Phillies knock off the Atlanta Braves last night. How about that? Boy, just another example of how you can't beat the boys in Vegas sometimes. I mean, it is just remarkable. Uh, this they may have set the record you know where's uh, Elias when you need them the Dodgers were red hot best team in baseball right uh, this side of the Astros maybe the Yankees you know one of the top three best teams in baseball Nationals uh, the worst team in baseball statistically no argument about that so we've had games where you've had the best versus uh, the worst no big deal I don't know though if we've ever had a split like we had last night in that the Dodgers were red hot 19 and 2 their last 21 games. Whereas the Nationals, as bad as they are, they were living up to that moniker as they were playing atrocious baseball 3 and 17. So you had a team 19 and 2, that's plus 17, versus a team 3 and 17 their last 20, that's minus 14. That's a, a win loss differential of 31. I, like I said, I you know, maybe somewhere over the years we've had, you know, a team colder than Washington versus a team hotter than the Dodgers, but that's got to be pretty damn close to being the, the record for biggest splits, right? And what happens? 
Dodgers not cover the run and a half? No, they didn't. Dodgers not win? No, they did not. They lose, and they lose four to one. Can you imagine having the Dodgers plus two and a half runs in some goofy parlay? You're thinking, all right, you know what? I'm just going to put it in. There's, there's no way they're losing. There's no way they're going to lose by more than one. There's no way they're going to lose by more than two. You know, I'm going to get the minus 50,000, but I'll, I'll add a couple of cents to my parlay, right? And you end up losing four to one. Mookie, they had bases loaded, one out. In the seventh inning, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman up and it didn't score. Right then, I knew that's it. I've seen a gazillion Dodger comebacks, but not happening. Not happening. So you get the, the worst team in baseball knocking off the unbelievable Dodgers, uh, four to one. Now the question is, is there any possible way the Dodgers lose two in a row to Washington? We did say this, though, about two months ago when the Pirates were in L.A. taking on the Dodgers and they won the first game. And when we all say, ah, no way are the Pirates going to beat the Dodgers twice in L.A., and they did. Then for the third game, we said, no way are the Pirates the last place at the time. Pittsburgh pathetic Pirates got to beat the Dodgers three in a row in L.A., right? They did. So, I, I, you know, who knows? Maybe it's another one of those goofy series that the Dodgers just don't take advantage of. And I tell you, tonight would be the night, as you'll hear in Ops of Picks. You know, if, if you were going to bet one game on Washington before this series, tonight would have been it. Because you had Mitch Williams, or you have Mitch Williams going tonight, or Mitch White, rather, going tonight uh, against uh, the Nationals' best pitcher in Jonas Gray. Uh, he's seven and six. So he's actually over 500. I mean, still sucks, but he's still, you know, their best pitcher. So th- this would be the game. But knowing that they won last night, again, are they really going to beat the Dodgers two in a row? Wow. Uh, Red Sox somehow or another find a way to win. I can't believe that. I really am shocked about that. I, I'm serious. You know, knowing how bad they lost over the weekend, the fact that they were able to win last night, uh, very surprising. Nice job by the Orioles. Uh, lousy job by the Guardians. Uh, pathetic job by the San Diego Padres. I knew we shouldn't have played that. Didn't matter. We lost to the Dodgers anyway. But lot to get to just getting underway. Opposite picks right here. Sports Grid Radio Series 6 159 SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Any chance ball cleared the wall in that yellow line? You bet. Grand slam home run for Eric Haas. Now take out that bow and arrow. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Yes, welcome back. Ops Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. Valley Sports Ohio and Valley Sports Detroit with the call there. Has uh, had a nice little day in baseball. Not a full slate of games, but uh, some decent games. And, you know, I, I kick myself because I've mentioned this before. It's about the third time I'm going to mention this. And uh, I, I really, I kick myself. And what is that, Scott? Well, you know, we do a lot of goofy things here in Ops Picks all uh, in the effort to make money with the boys in Vegas. And one of them was uh, if lightning strikes parlay. Remember that? We took four or five, uh, three, four or five uh, of the biggest underdogs in baseball and then just put them in a parlay just, just for a goof. And we, we, we dedicated uh, 200 bucks, $10 a pop. So we, we did it for 20 games or 20 days. And uh, I, I think out of the, you know, we never, generally did four or five. Uh, you know, I think we hit two a couple times. We never really got to within one. I th- maybe one time we came within one of actually, you know, completing the parlay. But, yeah, so we did it for 20 times. It was fun. And then uh, we, we pushed it aside, try something else, right? So for the third time that I can remember, if we would have continued that, I tell you what. Last night, we may have hit it again. You look at all the underdogs that won last night that were big dogs that we would have considered. Detroit Tigers. Even though I liked the Padres, but I knew the, the, you know, the Padres played the Sunday night game, and that's a system, so we probably would have put the Tigers in there. They were getting like plus 160, 170 or so. Tigers monster underdogs beat the Padres 12-4. to 4. Rockies monster underdogs at Milwaukee beat the Brewers 2 to nothing. Oakland, the pathetic, god-awful, biggest waste of human flesh in baseball uniforms west of the Mississippi. Oakland A's beat the Astros 7-5. But the A's actually have the Astros number this year. It's amazing. The Astros can't lose against the Stanks, yet they can't beat the Oakland A's. Uh, the Nationals, uh, to cap it all off, as monster 3-1 to underdogs beat the Dodgers. You know, I, I don't know, looking at uh, who won last night, you know, Arizona was basically pick them with the Giants, wouldn't have played that. You know, Mariners over Texas, uh, they were favorites, but they weren't monster favorites. Angels, Royals, basically pick them. Pirates, Cubs, basically pick them. Red Sox, Guardians, basically pick them. Rays, Orioles, you know, we may have played Baltimore, and they won 5-1 to one, as the Rays were like minus 160, 170 favorites last night. Braves, Phillies, pretty much even, and then Reds, Marlins, pretty much even. I tell you what, we would have hit. We would have hit. It all would have depended on how many teams we would have put in. We absolutely positively would have put in the Nationals. We absolutely positively would have put in the Oakland A's. We absolutely would have put in the Rockies. That's three. And then it would have been either Detroit and or Baltimore as four and five. And I don't think we would have done anything else. We, we would have hit. We, we, we would have, we'd be sick for our $10 parlay. They were paying like, you know, five, six, seven hundred bucks. I mean, it was monster, right? But we just said, eh, we stopped doing it. And this is the third time I brought this up. It's just amazing. It's, it's like the roulette wheel, you know? I'll never forget as a kid, went down to Atlantic City one time. Went down a few times, and uh, I played my lucky number six. I swear on a, on a stack of Bibles, this is a true story. I played my lucky number seven. I told myself it pays 35 to one, and I had 200 bucks, and I said, you know, I'm going to play this number 
you know, uh, for $200 worth, $5, right? Uh, so it's 40 times. I'm going to play it 40 times. And I just out of 40 spins, number seven's got to come up one time. And I said, if it comes up one time in 40, I'm going to win money because it pays uh, 35 to one. As long as I do it before the, the 40. So I swear I played it and I played it and I played it 40 straight spins, no seven. I kid you not, this is the this is the maddest I've ever been in a casino. Just the absolute, I wanted to destroy anything and everything in front of me. Spin number 41, the number seven came out. True story, I swear, about 30 years ago, I was like, on, I, I, I was so pissed. That might have been the last time I've been to Atlantic City, to tell you the truth. I, I may have gone after that, but that that I, that may have been like the last time. I just, oh, I was so furious. So why do I bring it up? Just, just because, you know, we did it 20 times here with our, uh, you know, uh, underdog lightning strikes parlay, and we stopped. And ever since we stopped, I'm telling you, we'd had a pretty good chance of winning three times, and that's over like a three-week span. We, we stopped about a month or so ago. Amazing. So a uh, big, uh, big day for, for underdogs, including the Nats uh, last night. Big story out of sports, uh, the Kyler Murray story. How about that? How about that? Did you miss it? He apparently has in his contract a stipulation that he has to, not that he could or should or might, but has to have four hours of independent study, as they call it, ahead of each football game during the season. Otherwise, if you read into it, he's in void of his contract. You talk about a can of worms. Who's monitoring it? Let's just play devil's advocate here. And it's not that much of a devil here. Let's say two, three years into this contract, he's got a five-year deal on top of what's left on his current contract. Uh, and, and he's stinking out the joint, and someone's looking over him, and someone's, you know, saying, you know what, he didn't do his four hours. I don't know how they're documenting that. Is, does he have to take a video of himself? Um, but, you know, could, could you see the Cardinals saying, oh, no, you didn't do it this week. Uh, too bad. Your fault. You only got three hours and 59 minutes in. You didn't get four hours. Contract is void. We don't have to pay you the last three years. This has got disaster. I don't know how the players' association allowed this to go through. That 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 that's just crazy. That that you know you want to make it as a bonus, as they do with some of these incentives. Okay, but to make it as a mandatory thing in order for you to get paid. That's one story of it. Two stories, and really the main story is you're forcing a quarterback who apparently does not want to study. Otherwise, you would never have this in his contract, right? I mean, you, you don't have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and all the other great quarterbacks in the NFL have this in their contracts. So you clearly have this in because you're concerned the guy's not going to pay attention and really care about his craft. So you have to force him to study? Are you give $230 million extension and you're giving that to a player that you don't have confidence in that really will be dedicated enough to study game film, which is like the number one thing a quarterback has to do? Are you kidding me? Uh, was Steve Kime drunk when he signed this deal with the, with uh, Kyler Murray? 
I mean, that, how, how crazy are the Cardinals giving that kind of money, $160 million guaranteed to a quarterback that apparently you don't have enough confidence in to be able to study and take his game seriously enough? Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I tell you, the third story to it all is, who leaked this story? You know Murray's people didn't. There's somebody in Cardinals camp that must hate this contract. Absolutely. Opsifix continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I don't know. I, I'm trying just to appreciate everything that really feels is thinking of all, about all the memories that I have here since 2016 from 2009 to now. And, and this is probably my, probably not, I don't know, but probably my last uh, homestand with the fan this year. Um, yeah, it's tough for me. It's really tough. Bolt, it's a high drive, right field. McCormick back. McCormick near the wall. Dropped it right on top of the out-of-town scoreboard. Six to one, the A's lead. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Ops Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. Uh, here's to we sit again, as we always do, taking it right up until uh, noon Eastern time. Just got to open up my uh, my phone page here. I forgot to do that, uh, Andrew. Uh, there we go. All right, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Uh, NBCS Bay Area with the uh, Bolt home run for the Oakland A's. And then uh, Wilson Contreras, Chicago Cubs catcher, talking about how uh, this might be his last uh, few games with the Cubs before the trade deadline, which is what, August 1st? I think they pushed it forward, like August 1st or 2nd. It's normally the 31st, but I think they pushed it forward a couple of days just because of the season starting a little bit later. So uh, he's entering the last year or is in the last year of his contract, so they're thinking that they're not going to be able to re-sign him or they don't want to re-sign him, so he would be a prime pos- uh, prospect to have a decent year as a catcher to be traded. So, um, listen, I always marvel at these guys. If you go to the Cubs and just say, "Listen, make me an offer. I want to stay here," you'll still be a Chicago Cub. You know, you don't have to want. Don't don't pull another. You know, Freddie Freeman here. If you really want to be a Cub, you go to them and say, "Make me your best offer. I can live on. Well, you can only afford ten million. I know I can get twenty on the open market, but I, I want to be a Cub. So you know what? I'll take ten million. Yeah, throw me some incentives if we win the World Series or something like that. You know, they, it could be there for him if he really wants to. But these guys want their cake and eat it too, as the saying goes. You know, they, they want to be able to make their gazillion dollars and be able to stay in the city that they want to stay in. Sometimes it just doesn't really work out that way. But real quickly, you know, back to Kyler Murray there for a second. Somebody leaked that story. You know it wasn't Murray's camp because it makes him look like the buffoon, right? So it couldn't have been Kyler Murray's people. It obviously wasn't Kime, uh, you know, the GM of Arizona. But there's got to be somebody, you know, because Rappaport, not, not only did he have the story, I will give him credit. We like to mock these guys because they make stuff up. He actually had a copy of the contract. 
So, and he sent that out. So somebody, there has to be somebody in that Arizona Cardinals front office that got pissed off, didn't like Kyler Murray, didn't like the way the, the contract was handled or negotiated, didn't like the amount of money they had to give, didn't like maybe how much guaranteed money was enclosed, something. And then that person said, all right, you know what? You got your money. I'm going to get even. I'm going to release the contract. I'm going to show the world that you don't really care. Uh, you had us over a barrel. You win. Uh, but I'm going to get even. That's how I think that thing broke. That, that That's the only way. I mean, you know, is there somebody in in uh, Rappaport's or uh, Murray's camp, rather, that, that would release this? No. Why, why would they? Why, why would anybody? They got to be th- tickled pink they got this contract. So it has to be. Uh, could it be someone in NFL's offices? Nah, they would. Nobody would risk their job. It's got to be somebody in Arizona's front office. Has to be. So, listen. And here's the crazy thing: as we've discussed before, they they didn't have to sign him. They had him under contract for two more years. I don't understand this. You know, you always like to think that people in higher positions are smarter than you. And I always tell my kids that is not the case. That is the number one rule that you should know. You are smarter than most others because most others are dopes. I mean, it's crazy. You had the guy under contract for two more years. Clearly, clearly you have some reservations about his professionalism. Why would you, after three years, give him one of the highest contracts in the history of the sport when you don't even know if he's serious enough to be the starting quarterback on your club that would take you to the promised land, that you have to include this little clause in there? Why not wait two more years? You have year number four. You have year number five. Heck, you really technically even have year number six if you wanted to franchise him. You really have three more years of control over this guy before you have to make a commitment. You know, if you got him for $30 million a year and you're saying, well, Scott, you know what? Three years from now, the going rate's going to be $50 million. So we got to do this now because we're saving money. If that was the case, okay. But you're not saving money. You gave him one of the richest contracts in the history of the sport. Well, what advantage did you get? Wow. I heard the guys talking last night about how great uh, Murray is as well. You know, top 10 quarterback uh, in, uh, in Gabe. You know, Gabe's he's got thick skin, so I think I can, uh, you know, rip him. He says even top seven. As I'm driving home from work, I'm like, are you guys crazy? Top seven? Top, Kyler Murray? Well, I, I, I could rattle off seven guys without even thinking. Better than Mahomes, better than Herbert, better than Burrow, better than Josh Allen, better than Tom Brady, better than Aaron Rodgers, better than Russell Wilson. There's seven right there. Seven right there. (coughs) Which one are you knocking out that you would rather have Kyler Murray for if you needed to win one year? And don't even get into the Kirk Cousins, David Carrs of the world. Who I think, you know, and I'm not a fan of, uh, well, I, I, I appreciate Carr. I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins. But at least Kirk Cousins has this, uh, a playoff win. Now, he's been in the league. I get that longer than Murray. But at least he's got a playoff win. There are another handful. Matthew Stafford's got a Super Bowl. You're telling me he's better than Matthew Stafford? And I hate defending Matthew Stafford. But I'd much, much rather have Matthew Stafford than Kyler Murray. What, are you kidding me? Top 10, top seven. 
Yikes. I, I would I wouldn't have paid him. No way, no how. I just just would not have done it. Uh, the other big story released yesterday is that the Celtics and Brooklyn Nets are talking Turkey. Now we've known this before. So, you know, the only thing that really came about from yesterday is that, uh, you know, an offer was actually made uh, and it all centers around Jalen Brown. Uh, it's a, you know, I tell you, I'd almost respect the Celtics in one way, but then I would make fun of them in another. Said this last night in game live. They have the ability to win an NBA championship with the two guys they have as long as they go get some other pieces. And they actually got, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, which I thought was a pretty good trade. You know, they have, between Tatum and Brown, the core of an NBA championship, right? You just got to tweak the schedule a little bit. If they make the trade for Durant, then that means boy wonder Brad Stevens isn't smart enough to tweak the, the lineup to make it a championship team. He, he's, he's given up. He doesn't know what he's doing. Can't do it. So from that aspect, I don't respect what they did. The one aspect I do is that, you know what? They're going for the gusto. And I always mock teams, Green Bay Packers, who don't do that. They're saying, you know what? We get Durant and we, t we, we team him up uh, with the guys that we have, the core guys that we have, i.e. Tatum, we're winning a championship. We may not be any good, you know, three years down the line when, when uh, you know, KD is pushing 37, but we're going to go win a championship because we're not going to win it with Brown and Tatum. We've tried it so many years. Hasn't happened. So from that aspect, I would respect it. So depending on how you view it as a Celtic fan, do you want to sacrifice the future for the present and win? Or do you want to, you know, keep your fingers crossed and you hope that Brown and Tatum get that much better and somehow or another they are able to win a championship? Um, I, the, their chances of winning with KD are much, much better, much, much better. Obviously they, they just are. And you know what? Chances are, if they remain Pat, they won't get back to the NBA championship. They were very fortunate last year. They got the injuries to the Bucks. They had the injuries to the heat. Um, you know, they had this, uh, the, the nets being just a abomination of a basketball team. They, they had a very easy getting to the finals and even then they struggled. So I think the Celtics realize that. I don't know what the final final uh, details would be, but um, I, I would make the trade. I would. Let, let's go win a championship. Absolutely. The only thing that's interesting is uh, Kevin Durant's buddy, Kyrie Irving, hated it in Boston. So if Kyrie didn't like it in Boston, is Durant going to like it in Boston? Uh, our boy uh, Johnny in Manhattan starts us off today. What's going on, John? How are you on this uh, Tuesday? I'm doing well, Scott. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Um, you know, LeBron told the world that Boston is a racist city, so I, I can't imagine Durant would be happy there, Scott. Um, <laughs> uh, by the way, you yes, mentioned that you true. haven't been back to Atlantic City in a minute. Um, I guess you don't like that Bruce Springsteen song where the, he says in the chorus, meet me in Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually like that song. A little, little dry, a little slow, but I actually do like that song. Well, the few songs on that album, which isn't very good. 
Um, speaking of dry and slow, I am a little late with birthday wishes for Dom from East Rochester. And I have to give a birthday shout-out to the coolest person on the planet, not named Scott Wetzel, and that is Mick Jagger, who's turning 79 years today, uh, old today. Scott, wow. he's an absolute specimen. you got to check him out on YouTube on this European tour where he's racing around the stage, 79 years old. Um, Scott, this is going to sound strange, but I'm going to hit on it very quickly. So Kennan uh, is a born in Moscow tennis player. She's very you know, serious we're not, we're, uh, about John, her career. We're not, yeah, we're not going to have time, unfortunately, John. I'm sorry about that. We'll pick it up uh, tomorrow. Give it a call tomorrow. Ops Picks continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. SLLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks newbies ask? Well, we give you uh, six, seven games, six, seven thousand reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Ah, nice little start to the uh, week last night with a 4-2 and two Monday, including a bunch of monster winners. So we netted 300 bucks. Uh, we're 281 up, 332 down, and uh, only minus uh, 3,500 if you're a $100 player. So uh, back to the promised land we go with another seven-pack tonight. Uh, Going to start in Chicago where the Cubbies host Pittsburgh again. A minus 190. little steep price, but you know what? The Cubs are on a roll here. Uh, they're a strange team. Uh, they won five in a row. Uh, last time you checked, they had lost seven, eight in a row. Then they win three, four in a row. Then they lose seven, eight in a row. And now it's back to the winning waves of five in a row. Uh, if they can hand the Phillies as they did in Philadelphia, they should be able to handle the Pittsburgh Pirates at home, especially tonight with a 7-4 Keegan Thompson on the hill. Love the, dare I say it, Red Hot Cubs. Uh, give me Pittsburgh plus the 1-7. Pick number two, Miami, pick them at Cincinnati. Uh, I'm not sure which is worse, the Reds starting pitcher or the Reds when the starting pitcher starts. What's the difference, Scott? Well, they don't get decisions all the time. Hunter Green, 3-11. and 11. In his 18 starts this year, the Reds are 4-14. and 14. Marlins, meanwhile, are 11-8 and 8 when Pablo Lopez starts this season. Love Miami tonight. Uh, give me uh, Cincinnati uh, at pick Pick number three, Atlanta, minus 120 at Philadelphia. You know, as noted above, Phillies did drop three straight to the Cubs to start the second half of the season. Now, they did win last night, but they're still only four and seven, their last 11 games. So maybe, just maybe, they're kind of coming back to the pack. Braves, even with that loss last night, 35 and 13 since June 1st. Don't even think about playing Philadelphia. They're not beating the Braves again. Uh, give me uh, Philadelphia uh, at it even. Pick number four, Cleveland, the Indians slash Guardians up in uh, Beantown against our Red Sox getting plus 120. Uh, listen, I know the Red Sox won last night, but they've still given up 68 runs in their last six games. 
Guardians did a nice job uh, splitting their four games over the weekend with the Sox. They're still five and three in their last eight games, with despite last night's loss. I think the guards roll here. Uh, give me, uh, give me Boston uh, minus the uh, 140. Pick number five, San Diego minus 180 at the Tigers. Yeah, Detroit did win last night, but you know what? They're still only three and 11 in their last thir uh, 14 games. Uh, they've lost uh, all but nine of their losses this season by two runs or more. Uh, they begin a stretch of 24 straight games against winning teams. Padres, even with the loss last night, still six games over 500 on the road. Tigers are doomed. Uh, give me uh, Detroit uh, plus the 160. Pick number uh, six, uh, Kansas City even versus the L.A. Angels. Two bad teams. We told you that yesterday. We grabbed the Royals. Uh, they won. They've now won three of four since the All-Star break. Angels, seven and 37 the last two months of non-Otani won games. He's not pitching in this game. Then that means it's an automatic GAP, gap play. What is that? Go against play. Love Kansas City here. Uh, give me the uh, Angels that pick them. Pick number seven, Dodgers laid a run and a half versus Washington. You know, again, the bottom line is, I know how Vegas was built on systems like this, but are the pathetic, god-awful, biggest waste of human flesh in baseball uniforms east of the Mississippi, Washington Nationals going to beat the Dodgers twice in a row in L.A., no less? No way. Uh, Dodgers still 19 and three their last 22 games. Nationals still four and 17 their last 21 games. You have to play the Dodgers tonight. Uh, give me Washington plus one and a half runs. Opposite picks: Pittsburgh plus 170 against the Cubbies. Cincinnati pick them against Miami despite Hunter Green on the hill. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, even against the Atlanta Braves, despite the Braves being 35-13 uh, and 13 since June 1st. Red Sox going for their second straight win against Cleveland. Detroit, uh, plus the 150 or so against San Diego. And uh, L.A. Angels, uh, pick them uh, against the Kansas City Royals. And it pains me to say it, but give me the Washington Nationals, plus the run and a half uh, against the L.A. Dodgers. Opposite picks for a Tuesday, July 26th. Good luck, folks. And there you go. We'll post those uh, on the uh, page, front page of the website, opsandpicks.com, in case uh, you're not uh, able to uh, jot some of that stuff down. A couple little quick stories here before we get to our, uh, you know, why don't we do our uh, plays first, then we'll get to the quick stories. Uh, why not? We'll start with our pyramid plays. All right, best baseball play tonight. I know I have that Pirates series in the back of my mind, but L.A. is just too hot, right? There's just I don't know what happened last night. Who knows? Maybe a little San Francisco giant hangover from what they had over the weekend, but uh, I'll take my chances. The Dodgers win tonight against Washington, and they don't lose two in a row. So best play, I'll lay the run and a half at minus 126 on FanDuel. Uh, let's go there. WNBA, we have our Commissioner's Cup. Uh, we're going to lay Chicago three versus Las Vegas. What is that? It's one of those goofy things they started. I think last year they started. It's like it's a midseason tournament. And the goal is to make these regular season games meaningful. So they designate certain regular season games, first half of the season, as Commissioner Cup games, and they keep separate standings, believe it or not. And then the two leaders 
Yeah, the midway point of the season playoff into this championship commissioner's cup. And there's something uh, that that's where I'm kind of lost after that. The winner gets like a, an automatic buy, I think into the postseason, into the real postseason. So the NBA is considering doing something like this as well. I hope they don't, because I think it's stupid. I really do. But it, they, you know, I, I, I appreciate the fact that they're trying to make these regular season games meaningful especially in the NBA, but there's got to be a better way than this. But anyway, we'll take Chicago at home lane to three. They're the best team in the WNBA. Our pitching props. Uh, Jose Barrios at five and a half is going to be our best one. We're going to play five tonight. We're going to go with, uh, if he ends up starting, Angel Zerpa. Who is that, Scott? Yeah, good question. Uh, he pitches for the Royals. His number's three and a half. He's making just his second start. Uh, it's really more of an anti-Angels play than it is a pro-Angels Zerpa play. Um, but the Angels are the worst strikeout team in baseball, literally the more strikeouts than anybody else. So whoever's pitching against them, we always go against the Angels. So give me Angels Zerpa at three and a half. We're going to go with Aaron Nola, seven and a half for the Phillies against the Atlanta Braves. He's had eight strikeouts and more four of his last six times out. And he's facing a Braves team that has the second most strikeouts in all of baseball. We're going to use uh, Keegan Thompson to the Cubs. Afternoon game, 2 o'clock uh, Eastern time against Pittsburgh. His number's only four and a half. He's hit that four of his last six, including seven uh, against the uh, Pirates uh, a few starts back. So Pittsburgh has the third most strikeouts in all the baseball. So we automatically go against every starter against the Angels, Braves, and Pirates. And uh, those are three, or at least two out of three decent plays. Also going to throw in Dylan Bundy of the uh, Minnesota Twinkies. His number's only three and a half at Milwaukee. Now, he's only hit four strikeouts or more three of his last nine times, three and six. So it's not great. He's not a strikeout pitcher, but the Brewers are the fourth worst strikeout team. So uh, I'll take my chances uh, that uh, Bundy can get four Ks. And then I think the best bet on the board, Jose Barrios, five and a half for Toronto. He's had six or more, five of his last nine, so five and four. You know, pretty even, nothing great there. But here's the key. He's facing a Cardinals team that won't have not one, not two, but three starters. Much like with Kansas City last week, well, St. Louis has three guys, Paul Goldschmidt being one of them, that cannot uh, head into uh, Canada because they're unvaccinated. So you're missing three would-be starters, Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, and catcher Austin Romine. And Romine's only playing because uh, uh, Yadier Molina's out. So you're going to have a third-string catcher, backup third baseman, backup first baseman. I'm thinking uh, that those three guys alone are good for three strikeouts. So... Barrios is the play, and he would be the one that I would go adjusted totals with as well, like we did uh, last night. So I, I think he's your best bet uh, against a wounded St. Louis team. Yesterday, with our strikeout, we went two and two. Man, we had a chance to go three and one. I can't believe uh, we only went two and two yesterday because the numbers were all there for us to have a monster, monster day. Uh, but it didn't happen, unfortunately. So we went two and two. So we're still ten and four uh, on the season with our strikeouts, uh, plus six hundred. Uh, our MLB plays were thirty-five and twenty-one, good for a thousand bucks. WNBA plays were seven and seven. Uh, and if you're going to play only one, kind of stop doing that because there's no more you know baskets and hockey and stuff, and, and the NBA schedule is limited. So we're really only putting in two or three anyway. But if you were only going to play one. 
you know what? I'd play the Dodgers. You know, if, if the worst team in baseball, the Nationals, can beat the Dodgers twice, I'll just tip my cap. So if you really were just going to play one, that's, uh, that is where we would go. Our uh, pro-Dodgers anti-Nationals play obviously did not come in last night. So we lost on that. Uh, so we're 2-2. Two and two. Good for 630 bucks though. Tonight, we're going to go right back to the well. We'll play the Dodgers minus, uh, minus one and a half runs, minus 126 on FanDuel. And uh, we substituted the Padres last night for the Nationals since the Nationals are playing the Dodgers. So, uh, And we'll do that again tonight, even though Detroit won last night. But that, that Tiger team is pathetic. So give me the Padres laying a run and a half, minus 108. $100 parlay pays $245. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Our open parlay, unfortunately, lost. And we went conservative, too. We took the Dodgers laying uh, three to one. Leg number three, and they lost outright. Unbelievable. So back to the drawing board we go. Uh, we're four and, or check that, we're two and 49. Minus uh, $100 players, minus 1,600 bucks. So let's go right back uh, to the well. Let's, uh, we're, I know we're hopping a lot on the Dodgers here, but give me the Dodgers laying a run and a half, minus 126. A uh, hundred dollar bet on that will pay you. Um, I didn't put that down. Uh, actually, it's down to minus one fifteen. I'll take that even better. Uh, let's see, hundred dollar bet on that is going to pay us uh, eighty seven bucks. So uh, let's put down minus one fifteen and uh, eighty seven dollars. That way, said right? Yeah, uh, eighty seven. All right, so that's leg number one. Uh, we did hit with Arizona plus 114 in our uh, quarter of a unit underdog open parlay pick number one. So we're up to, a we won $29. So add that to the 25 that we're betting. And we have $54. Uh, let's see if we can put the black cloud on the Cleveland uh, uh, Guardians. Uh, we'll take Cleveland plus 122 at Boston, $54 to win 66 all right, and then if we win that, then we roll over the 66 in a pick on Wednesday. That's what we do. You got to do it six times before we uh, cash out. Yeah, pitching props, we won with Granky and we won with Freeland. Uh, we lost with Suarez and Samson. Very disappointing, only two and two. But we did hit some adjusted numbers on those, so hopefully you cashed in on that. All right, we'll close up shop next. Ops Pick Sports Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the SportsGrid Radio Network. Ah, that you are. That you are. I got an email here from my boy Joe up in Spokane who put a bet in already without listening to Mr. Vegas, which is not a very smart thing to do, Joe, only because uh, he put in Keegan Thompson strikeouts. Now, I kind of figured maybe we were going to go there, but he got it at six. Uh, six or more. I'm not sure which uh, website he uses. Uh, it doesn't really say on the, the email that he sent me. But uh, I, I see it at four and a half on FanDuel. So that means we only need five to cash our tickets. So that's a big difference between, uh, you know, five and, and six. So 
always kind of be careful. These things do move. Absolutely. I, I can't tell you how many times I, you know, give you the numbers here in the morning and then uh, later on in the afternoon, I'll go put the stuff in and, uh, you know, it'll jump a strikeout or, you know, the VIG goes from, uh, you know, minus 120 up to minus 150 or something goofy like that. It's like, ah, fudge. So, um, whenever I, I try, whenever I see them to put it in, I know that's not uh, doable a lot of times, but these lines absolutely do move. So we'll be careful with that. So obviously you want to get the, the best number uh, possible. Uh, Rokon Smith has apparently got a hold out for the Chicago bears entering the last year of his contract. Uh, the athletic did their poll of 50 NFL coaches and executives. Jimmy Garoppolo, they said is near the top three. Uh, tier quarterbacks, and then uh, Trey Lance, uh, Niners would-be starter, is in the last tier, uh, interestingly enough. No Goldschmidt, Aaron Romine again for the Cardinals tonight. Uh, Tyree Kill doing an interview with the Four Letter Network. I don't know what's, why this guy continues to do these things because he just sounds stupid. You know, he put himself in a corner. I understand he wants to defend Tua. Uh, but yesterday he's telling the Four Letter Network how his heart broke when he had to leave uh, Kansas City. And uh, he still says that Tua is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. But this, this has got disaster written all over the reality. He's either a fool or he's just lying to everybody. Our boy Joe Gibbs did. Not that I'm into racing, but you see two of his best drivers finished one and two, got disqualified for cheating. And then he said he knew nothing about it. Wow. Joe Gibbs, a cheater and a liar. Football full circle coming up next.